From the Caribbean to the world, this show is for those seeking to grow and scale your business to compete on a global stage. Podcast World, I am your host, Kevin Valley, and this is Caribbean Power Lunch. So today is all about resilience. How do we build back stronger from adversity in our daily lives, from those big moments that really set us back and knock us down and have us in our beds? Just, whoo, geez, what do I do now? Does it even make sense to continue? Is what I'm doing making sense? Should I change my life in a big way to let's continue from this? Here today, we are speaking with Mr. Michael K. Jackson, not Another one, another one. Who specializes in inspiring purpose-driven leaders to bounce back from setbacks and grow stronger from adversity. Mr. Michael K. Jackson, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to see you, Kevin Valley. It's been a long time in the making. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, sometimes, you know, the, the, the best things take a while to come by, right? Because if they were just so easy, then it'll be like, huh? Mm. You know? You don't, really it, you don't appreciate them. You don't appreciate them. So, so certainly appreciate this opportunity. Mm. So you're healing all the way from the U.S. Virgin Islands. You know, we still hear that that little twang in, in the voice. <laughs> I, I love to hear Caribbean Americans with, with still that Caribbean accent, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Out of curiosity, before we get into all the resilience and all of that, sure. right? just out of curiosity, like social media optimization for you must be a, a pain in the ass, right? With having to use that <laughs> your, your mental initial all the time. <laughs> You, you know what, Kevin? It's surprisingly, man. It, it, I was first of all, I was surprised to even have have been able to get the the domain name Michael K. Jackson. Because honestly, if you Google Michael Jackson, obviously the first, the, you know, the first name that's gonna come up is, you know, the famous one, the other one, right? The other famous one. The other fam- There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I I've been using a K for a long time now, so I wanted to actually use the K. So. Not that I'm using it, but here's here's the thing though, Kevin. It's a whole heap of Michael K. Jacksons out there too, you know. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. So okay. I, I, I was pleasantly um, you know, surprised and, and pleased that I actually got the domain name Michael K. Jackson, because it's it's not only a lot of Michael Jacksons, but a lot of Michael K. Jacksons too. So um, but it it works, you know. I don't I don't know how. You know, as far as the optimization goes, but you Google me and, and you put in the K and I'm up there. So I'm, I'm you know, I feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. And you, I mean, the name of your company is Michael K. Jackson International. Exactly. You, so you got it registered. You probably have the trademark. Did you have the, do you have the trademark as yet? Uh, the trademark. No, nah, not the trademark, but. You got to get that trademark. But get the Michael K. Jackson trademark, you know, <laughs> for sure. No, 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 you, no, definitely. I'm not even, not even joking right now. You get that trademark. Get a trademark. Yeah, before somebody, before some Michael Kevin Jackson somewhere that says, "Hey, let me just do this for fun and just mess with him." Right. People do right. that. Got you. Got you for sure. All right, Mr. K. Um, <laughs> Mr. K. Jackson. And and you know the K is for Kevin too, right? So. Oh! <laughs> <Hey. laughs> All right, all right. Now let's get into the thing. Let's get into the thing. All right, so I just I want to set the framework for what you do on a day-to-day basis because I've come to learn recently that you actually have a daytime job. And I bring it up because I believe that we have something, something that unifies us in everything that we do. So for me, for instance, my career was investment banking and private equity and research and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And in that, 
I would be meeting with business owners or high-level execs who are looking for funding, looking for investment for their businesses to grow and scale or to expand or, or what have you, or even to acquire other businesses or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. And I would always enjoy those conversations, listening to people speak about their businesses, um, discussing the ins and outs of their businesses and what makes them successful, what is their challenges and what have you. So I decided to, hey, let's do a podcast doing that. Let's, you know, speak to um, younger businesses or at least create content to educate and inspire younger businesses so they could learn how to grow bigger and whatnot. And my methods in preparing for an interview would be similar to my methods of researching a company and analyzing it for investments or for funding. So there was that common glue and I was able to actually practice my introverted extroverted self in a way in, in doing this and yeah. yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun right it's an added value all around yeah so for you i understand that you have a career of well over a couple of decades where you're actually advising businesses and working with governments on how to make businesses globally competitive yep absolutely all right can you just walk us through your career briefly Sure, sure. I'll, I'll touch on it. My career has been a, a, a securitist one. So a securitist? A securitist one, yes. A zig, <laughs> zigzagging one, for sure. Okay. Uh, it hasn't been a straight line, by all means. Uh, but but for the past well over a decade now, I've been working uh, for the U.S. government. And just as a, you know, as a... <laughs> As a caveat, this is I'm representing my own private company here, not the U.S. government in this interview. Of course. Of course. Um, but that, that is my day job. And with the in my capacity in the U.S. government, I've worked for a number of different agencies all around assisting entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses in exporting their products and services into overseas markets. So always had a uh, an interest, penchant, passion around global business. I went to school for international business, got an MBA in international business, did my undergrad in international relations, political science. So I've always had an interest and love for all things international. And I don't know where it stems from. It it might stem from the fact that uh, when I was very young, my dad was in the U.S. Navy and we were stationed overseas in the U.K. So I spent a couple of my um, formative years overseas while my dad is in the military. And then further on, I actually joined the military myself, the U.S. Air Force, and was stationed over in Europe, in Germany, myself. So always had a flair for international. My day job was in the communications field, specifically the telecommunications field. So when I came out of the Air Force, I actually went into the field of telecom, IT, and that sort of thing, but always had an interest in, in tying everything into international. Uh, which actually happened where I got into, I moved from telecom to banking and then from banking into government. But all along the way, it was all around working with businesses and even now working with businesses to help them start and grow global. So it would stand to reason then that I would you know, have my own company that's globally focused, different, completely different industry in terms of not around exporting per se, but really exporting ideas, you know, and, and we'll get into the idea that I'm exporting in terms of resilience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it all ties in together, man. Okay. 
Yeah. I didn't know your dad was in the um, was in the navy as well. So in that, yeah, man. Did that have a big part to play in your in your decision to to join that? It it did because not only was he in the navy, but um, a couple of his brothers, two of my uncles, were in the navy. Oh, okay. Cousin of mine, so you know, come from a long line of uh, military men. Um, the only difference was, you know, most of those guys, all those guys were were navy, and I decided to go into air force, just you know, to 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 be different. He and I talked. <laughs> he and I talked and. I was actually at the University of Virgin Islands at the time. And I said, Daddy, um, you know, I'm thinking about going in the military. What do you think? And um, he said, you know, that that's cool. I would encourage that because I wanted to, one, see the world, but two, finish my degree on the government's dime, too. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so it worked out that way. But he said, well, if you want to really focus on finishing school, I advise you to, to, to go Air Force because Navy, uh, Navy is good, but you're going to spend a lot of time on a ship. So I went to the Air Force and it was the best decision I made, man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So just kind of going back to your career a little bit. Yeah. I, mean, I understand you were you were flying high and then you know you were laid off at some point. When was this and what happened? What caused this? When I got out of the Air Force, I was in my late 20s and I had this big goal, Kevin, to, you know, I really three goals was to before the age 30, I wanted to get my MBA. I wanted to own my own house, buy a house. And I also wanted to make six figures before 30. Now, nowadays, you know, 25, 30 years later, you know, those really aren't big goals. You know, my kids are coming, you know, kids are coming out of college making that kind of money right now. But then it was huge. So, and here's the deal. So I hit all three of those goals, Kevin, before 30, but something happened around 30, man, that, um, you know, my world just went topsy-turvy. You know, I was um, working for global telecom company. And this was, again, I'm aging myself. You, you know, you, you're a little younger than me, brother. But, um, <laughs> this was late 90s, early 2000s when the telecom and IT bubble burst, basically. And right, it, right. The dot-com. The dot-com bubble, if okay. you remember. So I was caught up in that. And, um, you know, my company laid off a whole, in, in fact, my company laid off my entire group. So I was caught up in that and then still within that same internet bubble, went to work for a different telecom company and the same thing happened again. So it was after that, I'd really sunk to lows. And particularly for me in, in my mind frame coming up, um, you know, it was really, I prided myself on the fact that, you know, I built this career, I got my MBA, I got this nice house and this um, you know, nice Atlanta suburb. And, and as you said, I was flying high from going from the Air Force with aim high to flying high in the private sector. <laughs> it was all good. But then um, uh, it was all good until it wasn't. And, and you know, it was a period of a time where basically everything, everything had crashed. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how, how much you want me to get into it now. now but- we going, no, this is we're talking about adversity. I don't mean if you have to cry, well, we'll, you can let me know if you try to edit it out. <laughs> Maybe we talk more adversity, right? Because I understand yep. that at this point, I mean, yeah, you spoke about getting the NBA six figures, owning your own home before 30, but I understand this is something that had you nearly homeless. Nearly homeless. And to use your words, broke. Busted and disgusted. <laughs> broke the three Bs. Broke, busted, and disgusted, Kevin, for real. Because I'm a I'm a man of faith, right? So I'm going to interject God in this conversation throughout. Okay. Um, but it's, it's some things that happened in my life that were just simply unexplainable in terms of, 
you know, I went through a long period where uh, that same house that I sold, check this out. So I would come home and just, you know, just look at the house and, and be very prideful in terms of, you know, look at, look at, look at what all the why I built. Right. And, right. and rested a lot on, um, because my, you know, my parents, my mother in particular was an educator. And um, she, so she put a lot of emphasis on education and so forth and being excellent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had gotten really prideful, man. And, and um, I had to be brought down a few notches. I didn't imagine that it would be that catastrophic, but um, I went through a period of time where after the second layoff, I was able to to start my own business. My first business was a fitness business because I've always been passionate about fitness. But that business started and then <laughs> everything crashed after that, lost the business, eventually uh, lost the, the, the house, lost my first wife, lost pretty much everything. The wife too? Damn. Wife too. And that's why I call this time period my my um my Job time because I felt like Job from the Bible at the time where everything was everything was taken away, you know. And this was the build back stronger piece in my story before build back stronger even became a thing with the hurricanes, right? Because I had to build my life back stronger from that episode of basically losing everything because in this house that I so revered. And I, I had even brought up my sister from the VI. She came to school and she was staying with us at the time in my guest room. And I ended up from that place in terms of having the ability to take care of my sister, which were brought up to take care of uh, uh, you know, my younger siblings, to then being in a, in a state of sleeping on, this, on the same twin-size mattress that she was sleeping on in my guest room in this house. I had that twin size mattress laid out in the middle of her living room in her one bedroom apartment. So I felt really low. It played on me psychologically. It had a physical toll on me. Thus began the process of my building back stronger, if you will. Yeah. And the words of a very wise man, adversity may come to destroy you if you let it, but if you view it as a way, it will come to develop you. Oh, that, that, that sounds super familiar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was that Michael, that Michael K. Jackson? Dude? Michael K. Not Michael Jackson, the um, pop singer. No, no, Michael K. Michael, Michael K. K. Yeah, I know the words sound familiar, you know. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into your framework, I want to touch on another story of adversity sure. that you'll experience. And I've seen you, I've seen you be comfortable speaking about it before that, which is why I bring it up now, you know, because I know it's a little bit more sensitive than, than losing a job. You know, you lost... Your dad, who clearly you admired and looked up to very much. You can tell the story rather than I. Go ahead. Sure, sure. So, you know, I I um I say through Michael K. Jackson International, I'm on a, I'm on a mission to, you know, inspire, empower, and equip purpose-driven leaders all around the world to bounce back from setbacks and build back stronger from stress and adversity. What set me off on that trajectory, Kevin, was actually the loss of my dad in the midst of Hurricane Maria, your audience will well be familiar with yes. the hurricanes of 2017. Irma did a lot of damage. After she swept across the Caribbean, she came and, and um, you know, uh, I, I know I'm amongst friends here. So she came and mashed up the VI too and lost communication with my dad uh, during Irma. And it was a two-week period between Irma and Maria. 
And a couple of days before Maria hit, I finally was able to hear from him. He left me a message because I was actually in jiu-jitsu class. He left me a message. I played a message. And he said, boy, you know, Mikey, I'm, I'm battered and bruised, but I'm, I'm all right. And all along that time, we, you know, we were trying to get him off the island, trying to get him off the island and was unable to. And I got a fateful phone call the morning that Maria hit, which was September 20th, 2017, from a childhood friend of mine, grew up on my street in St. Thomas, um, telling me that, you know, uh, the hurricane, we, we lost my dad in the, in the midst of the hurricane, um, you know, and that was that was devastating, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As you could imagine, that was devastating. Yeah, for and, sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, been, I, I, and and it's a situation where, um, you know, I, I after after his after his death during the hurricane, um, you know, to make a long story short, that was the catalyst that allowed me to reflect back on you know all the things that that you know I had been through in life and and uh you know, was empowered to overcome, to be able to think back on exactly. And we're getting into the framework. I, I know you want to kind of walk, walk. No, no, you know, you do, your, you do um, your thing, man. You know, that, that's how my plan, resilience building framework, if you will, um, my blueprint for building resilience actually came about. So I always say that in the midst of, of tragedy, there's also uh, victory as well. You know what I mean? Um, I'm condensing things for you, obviously, but yeah, that was a tough one, Kevin, because it was a time where my mom had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's a few years prior to the hurricanes. And here's the silver lining in that story, in that just a couple of weeks before the hurricanes hit, uh, things had gotten to a point with my mom where she, it had become too much for my dad to handle and and even too much for our the caregiver that we had to take care of us. So we decided to move my mom up to the States, to the Atlanta area where my sister uh, uh, currently lives. And a couple of weeks later is when the hurricane swept through. Looking back, both of them could have suffered the same fate. Sucks. You know, both of them could have suffered the same fate. So the fact that she wasn't there was a, was a blessing. Now, mind you, in talking about building resilience and dealing with stress and adversity, the painful thing about that, Kevin, was the fact that we were having, you know, <laughs> we're having my dad's funeral and um, my mom wasn't there and she was completely oblivious to the fact that her husband of 40 odd years was dead, you know? Uh, completely oblivious to her. And that was, that was painful. But, you know, to God be the glory, I went through it. I, and part of the story was me leading a, a hurricane relief back to the Virgin Islands where we ushered dozens and dozens of volunteers throughout 2018, even into 2019, back down to the VI to help rebuild. Rebuild physical infrastructure, help people rebuild their lives. And then through that process of helping people rebuild, that really allowed me to really think back on how I was able to rebuild too. Nice, nice. That's a nice segue into the framework. So you have a, a planned framework, which is your product right now, right? You use, yep. you use it in your keynote speeches, in your workshops, yep. where you work with leaders and organizations, you know, help them to build back stronger, make them more 
profitable, more productive, and just give them that peace of mind. Hey, PPP, uh, man, look at you. You're good, you know, you're good, you know, you're good, 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 Sure. So as you as you said, PLAN, it is a four-letter acronym, basically my blueprint for helping leaders build back stronger from stress and adversity. The P, step number one, is P for practice prayer and meditation. You remember when I talked about how I was able to reflect back on, you know, all the things uh, that I had been through and, and overcome. This was foundational in terms of how I was, I was able to overcome, you know, practicing prayer meditation was and is key. And prayer is, is really just talking to God, talking to higher power and having a conversation uh, with him. Meditation involves something that leads into the second step, which is uh, listening. But meditation, and it's a popular concept now, but I've been meditating for quite some time now. And there are obviously different forms of meditation. You find some people, and Kevin, I don't know how you are, but some people say, oh, you know, oh, Michael, um, I just can't sit down and, and focus for hours and hours talking about I'm meditating. And that's a misnomer because there are different forms of meditation, different ways of meditating. And all it is is, is really centering yourself and focusing on your breath, right? And you can do that sitting down. You can do that walking. There are a ton of apps that facilitate guided meditations for you to choose from. So it's a bunch of different ways to meditate, right? So that's step number one, which leads into step number two, L for lean in and listen for the lesson. I believe, truly believe that there's a lesson (laughs) to be learned in every single adversity, large or small, that we face. The leaning in piece is analogous to a couple of things, right? There's a couple of analogies there. So lean, leaning in, physically leaning in. You know, if you, you're somewhere noisy, you know, you're in a, you're in a club or something, <laughs> <laughs> or you're somewhere and it's hard to hear. Me and you talking, it's hard to hear. Kevin, you know, I can't hear you. And you, you naturally lean in. Right. Right. Um, Because there's so much, so much external that's going on, so much noise externally, particularly in this age of social media. But not only that, there's so much internally that's going on in our own heads, Kevin. Self-doubt, fear, worries, anxieties about stuff, past, present and future that is causing a lot of noise in your head. Mm -hmm. And we really have to lean in to listen. But. Not only to lean in to listen, but the other piece of it too is I believe in leaning into the adversity as well, because oftentimes we want to different coping me- mechanisms. We want to maybe, and this was me early on, sticking your head in the sand and you know, you don't want to see nobody. You don't want to talk to nobody. You might feel where I'm coming from, yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. And you know, you, you want to retreat. Back in the early days of when everything had crashed for me, honestly, man, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't see anybody. I was in, I was in my pajamas all day. You know what I mean? And and friends would come by and, and say, you know, 
Mike, what's what going on, man? Come, you know, and, and I was like, nah, I don't feel like it, man. You know, because you just, you're just emotionally, you're, you're, you're drained, right? You're yeah, done. Yeah. I've been there. So I'm not talking about stuff that I haven't experienced personally before, you know, um, but I have something that I say, and that's to make adversity your advisor, not your adversary. Make adversity your advisor, not your adversary. That is that leaning in piece. You know, you lean into that adversity. Don't don't back up from it. Right. But you lean into it and then you listen for the lesson. Again, there's a lesson involved and there's a lesson to be learned in every single obstacle, conflict, setback we face in life. We just have to listen for it. We have to be in tuned to it. So that's step two. Step number three is a for act accordingly. I always say faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. We have to match our faith with our works. We have to match our faith with works. There's a fine line between the two. Oftentimes you have a couple of different types of people. And you can tell me which one you are, Kev. <laughs> but you know, we have the type that if you're a praying man, you know, we, we we pray and we get paralysis analysis, right? Or analysis paralysis. We pray and then we say we're waiting for God, right? But in fact, God is waiting for us. He doesn't give us the answer or he's alluded to the answer and he's waiting for us to take at least the first step, wiggle the first toe, you know what I mean? But oftentimes we we hanging back and we waiting. Conversely, we have the kind of people that just, you know, just shoot first and ask questions after and they just jumping in and taking no action without doing the the, the praying, meditating and, and listening. And sometimes that could work out. Sometimes it can have deleterious effects. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) So I I say, let's meet our faith with works and and take action. So take bold action in the direction of your hopes, dreams, goals, man. Uh, Act accordingly. Now, acting accordingly is nuanced as well, because acting accordingly can take, take on different shapes and forms. For me, as an example, acting accordingly way back when after you know everything at first initially crashed for me was my acting and calling was okay i ain't got no job let me analyze okay i always have this this interest in working out and exercising and just quick little secret for just for just for you and and maybe the the you know the hundreds of thousands of viewers you have <laughs> <laughs> kevin but you know i'm a man I, I i've always focused on exercising working out staying in shape and also martial arts. Those are my two loves, probably because I suck at sports, right? Never been a big, never been a big um, team sports guy, but I've all always been into working out, into uh, martial arts and so forth. And, and, you know, just staying active with, you know, outdoor stuff. So after I analyzed back then, I said, well, okay, I'm going to start my own business. If, if I can't find a job, I'm going to start my own business. And it was, a fitness business that I first started. That was me acting accordingly. That was me taking action towards my vision and my goals, right? Um, more recently, as far as after the loss of my dad, me acting accordingly was spearheading that hurricane relief and recovery mission through my church that you know we saw dozens of volunteers go down, impacted not only the lives of the people in the islands, but the lives of the people who actually did the volunteering as well. So that was me acting accordingly, but it doesn't have to be any 
acting accordingly doesn't have to be any grandiose kind of thing either. I, you simply acting accordingly could be deciding that I need to focus on building up my physical structure. So I'm going to start a workout program to lose this weight and to help alleviate some of the stress I'm feeling as well. Right. And I use that example because, you know, working out is, is a, is a passion of mine, but it could be anything that you gravitate to in terms of acting accordingly. Here's another example of acting accordingly that we don't talk about enough, particularly amongst our community, the black community, and particularly amongst our Caribbean folks as well, in terms of seeking professional help. Oh, yes. Preach it. Preach it. Seeking professional help. Preach it. Because Trinidad is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Relatively well, speaking. Right. Relatively speaking. <laughs> it doesn't mean who you relate to it too much. Exactly. <laughs> in, in relation to the VI is, is huge. But, okay. you know, but amongst the, the islands of the Caribbean, we're all relatively small, you know, comparatively speaking. And we have small communities. People know each other. So particularly for us, you know, it's like we don't want to go seek professional help, right? We, we don't want people in, in our business, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Plus there's a stigma around that too, particularly for Black men. Um, you know, it's, you're showing weakness if you go talk to a professional. As time goes by, we're losing some of that, but the stigma is still there, though. And I would in- encourage anybody to act accordingly. If you see that you need professional help, I'm all for that. That's a way to act accordingly as well. So that's step three. I know I hopped on that one a little bit, but no, um, no, no, I, no, I enjoy the detail. Go ahead. Absolutely. So step three, act accordingly. There's a number, uh, plethora of examples I can use for that. But moving on to step number four, which is N for notate your mind state. And that simply involves the practice of journaling. Studies show that journaling has some of the same stress relief properties, if you will, benefits as step number one, which is practicing prayer and meditation does, right? Tons of studies show that. Uh, It's a way of really expressing your feelings through either the written word or there, again, in in technology these days, a ton of apps on your phone that you can use um, for journaling as well. It's really a process that allows you to, one, look back. If you look back and read your old journal entries, as I often do, um, you see all the mess that you've been through and have been able to overcome. That gives you hope in the present that, well, if I was able to overcome that, certainly I'll be able to overcome this as well by the grace of God. You know what I mean? Uh, And it gives you, so it gives you hope for the future looking back at the past. And it's also just a a way of releasing emotions as as well. So uh, notate your mind state, final step. That's another one that we men in particular don't necessarily gravitate to, but this is all, you know, evidence-based stuff that it works, Kevin. It works. Okay. So that's, those are the, the four steps there. P for practice prayer meditation, L for lean in and listen for the lesson, A for act accordingly, and N for notation mind state. Good. Love it. So as we go through this framework, I just want to ask a couple of questions on, on the points. Mm-hmm. So for practice prayer and meditation, I love that you hopped on meditation because not everyone is a man of faith or as a person of faith. You know, for the, those who may be atheists or they don't really, they're not very religious or whatnot, yep. how would you advise them to apply that? Absolutely. Well, well so, so the meditation piece is 
religious agnostic, if you will. You know, you, you don't have to be a person of faith or, or, you know, religious to meditate. Again, that harps back to what I said about there are a bunch of different forms of meditation. Short as biblical meditation, where you can actually meditate on a scripture, part of which is what I do as well. But another form is, is basically um, mindful meditation as well, which I touched on, which I also practice, which you're focusing on your breathing, you're focusing on the present moment, you're allowing thoughts to pass through your mind in a non-judgmental way. And it's really about being centered and being in the moment. So mindful meditation can be practiced by anybody. There's, you know, there's, there's various different forms of meditation. Okay. And that's why I say practice prayer and meditation. That works for me. But again, this can be used in, in, in different ways by different people of different faiths or of no faith. I talk to people all the time that are not particularly faith-based people. And I obviously attenuate the message based on who my audience is as well. But yeah, you don't have to be uh, religious to practice meditation. Love it. Love it. And it's good, you know, just have that any meditation that's focused on that self-awareness and that introspection as well. So, you know, absolutely. That, absolutely. That's something I do a lot of. So and when some, you talk, some of us, if I, if I make Kevin, some of us, oh. you know, um, gravitate to introspection more, particularly, you know, folks like me, I'm on the, believe it or not, I'm on the introverted end of I believe the it. spectrum. Well, I'm, I'm an introvert too. Introverted extrovert. Somewhere. There you go. There you go. We can, we can, we can navigate. Uh, so it, that come that piece comes, Easily for us on, on that side of the spectrum. Got you. All right. So when you talk about leaning and listen for the lesson, now yep. again, we've we've discussed that there are so many different types of adversities, right? Some that some that may be partially our own fault or somewhere that you know, gosh, we could have done something to change this. But then there's sometimes it happens and it's like, where is the lesson sometimes? So let's say I stop my toe or I'm driving and somebody breaks a breaks a light and smashes into my car. What is my lesson in that? <laughs> what did I do wrong? What do I need to learn? <laughs> so it's, 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 for me, it's, it's how you frame things, man. You know, you have to frame things correctly and, and, and at times reframe things, right? And this is, this is an old adage, but it's not what happens to you is how you respond. So in that stumping your toe example, for, for example, the lesson for you might be watch how you rap. What, 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 watch, watch what you, you let come out your mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, to be honest, you know, we kid, but, you know, there, there might not be any, honestly, any grandiose lesson to learn, but, but the fact that how you respond to things that happen to you in life. You can either respond negatively or positively, right? And it's all in, in how you respond, man. Okay. And when you speak about act accordingly, you're talking about people who think and don't act and some people who act without thinking. Um, I was watching this interview with, with somebody who I, who's like a mentor from afar for me. His mm-hmm. name is Michael Leach and he's a billionaire investor. He hails from the island of Jamaica. He yeah. resides in Canada right now, but he made, he generated his wealth through investing in a very disciplined manner. And he has a ton of different frameworks for how he identifies high quality businesses, frameworks for how you, how you get wealthy. 
and mm-hmm. how you know how you control your emotions and stuff while investing and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So he has this framework for successful leader, and it's called the C framework, S E A. The okay. S is for strategy, big picture thinking, your idea generation, whatnot, your head in the clouds, fine. But then the E is for the execution. That is where you actually get it done. You get on the ground, you get it done. Mm-hmm. But then in the frame of leadership, the A is for advocacy. You have to be a vocal advocate for what it is you're doing. What's your idea? What you're working on? You have to be a vocal advocate for it. And you're bringing other people on. That's how you bring other people on. Right, so you were vocal advocate for the hurricane relief program. You you got all these volunteers involved and whatnot. You're vocal advocate for this plan framework. We're vocal advocate for resilience. Now you you had a strategy. You executed it, and you know you've executed it for clients, for those who you advise through your workshops and the keynotes or whatnot. You'd have gotten some results from them. You've gotten your testimonials. I also like that framework. You know, where you say faith without work is dead or ideas, ideas without execution is worth nothing is what I say as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to add anything to that before I get on to the notate. Uh, sure. No, I, I see. I certainly see the parallels between um, between plan and C for sure. Um, and, and that that advocacy piece is key, too, because you can depend a lot on other people to advocate for you. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but you have to be able to put your ideas forth and advocate for yourself. So I, I love that. That also ties into acting accordingly as well. Notate your mind state now. Okay. So then comes to notation. Like, so me personally, I know when it comes to my idea development and strategizing, I would make notes in my, in my notes app on my phone. I mm-hmm. have my whiteboard downstairs. I use my Trello board when I want to get more visual and everything. But mm-hmm. to say it's a notes how I'm feeling in a certain situation. Like, how do you get people who are not naturally prone to doing that? How would you advise they go about doing that? Sure. I, I alluded to this earlier in terms of just like there, there are various forms of meditation. There are various forms of journaling as well. So oftentimes, and I had to get over this too. I, I started uh, journaling back when I everything had crashed for me. But before that, um, you know, it was like journaling, you know, is for, for teenage girls, man. You know what I mean? That ain't no <laughs> practice. That ain't something I want to do. And some people still think that way. So part of my job is to really educate and disabuse people of the notion that, uh, particularly us men, um, that journaling is only for, you know, is a feminine activity. But for those who aren't ready to actually either physically write in a journal, there are a number of different apps on your phone that you can use. One that I use personally is called Day One. Day One ain't paying me. So, you know, <laughs> just put that out there. Uh, but, but there are a plethora of, of journaling apps, right, that you can use if you don't feel one like writing in a book is for you. And secondly, in terms of just writing also, okay, maybe, you know, you don't want to type nothing in an app either. You can, you can voice record your entries and, you know, with technology these days, it'll actually uh, translate it into, into words, right? So you can do it that way. There's something though about when you're actually writing that, that makes the connection in the brain you know, that's more helpful, but for beginners, you know, let's take, let's take baby steps Yeah. for the man, them that, um, that, that don't feel like that's a little too, <laughs> a little too feminine. Let's just start with just recording your voice, man. And, and, and you can actually play that back 
and begin the process of journaling that way. All right. So just as a quick recap, so the plan framework for facing resilience and dealing with adversity, one, practice prayer and meditation, two, lean in and listen for the lesson, three, act accordingly, and four, notate your mind state. So Michael, in working with clients and so, do you have a case study or so? I mean, it doesn't have to be, could be a non-confidential case study that where a client has applied your framework and said, hey, Michael, I have applied your framework and I've been able to get this sense of peace and clarity in my mindset and it's made me a more profitable person or a more productive person, made my business more profitable. Do you have anything like that that you want to share? Yeah, so I have client testimonies in terms of the the companies I work with, the organizations I work with, um, and the difference it makes. But I also have individual examples as well. And one individual example is a is a lady I'm thinking about uh, worked at a, a client company. You know, she listened to the presentation, and there were a couple of connection points too. Because, and I always say that the the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Because with her, she journal, but was one that, you know, busy mind, busy life, didn't take time to really practice prayer and meditation, particularly the meditation piece. Because again, as people often do, they imagine or think that meditation is you have to, you know, be seated in the, in the you know, the, the lotus position and, you know, oh. exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So after I kind of, after she, after she, uh, you know, I did my presentation, she had wrote me back and said, you know, Michael, um, I was able to actually take your advice in terms of using a guided meditation app. And it was like super helpful. And then she also uh, mentioned the fact that because I always try to always try to remind people about making adversity your advisor, not your adversary in terms of reframing adversity in that lean in and, and listen for the lesson piece. And she also said that, you know, she reframed some of the adversities that she had faced in the past that, that were having repercussions in our life currently that she was able to uh, slowly begin to reframe her thoughts and actually be be able to better cope with the stuff that she was going through. So that's one example of somebody kind of implementing plan and coming back and saying, well, hey, you know, this stuff actually actually works. Good, good, good. So as we get ready to wrap up, I guess I have two more questions for you. One, like, is there anything you're working on now that you'd like to let us know about? So I'm working on my solo publication, working title is same title as speech, you know, build back stronger, the power of a plan in the face of adversity. That's coming out soon. I'm, I'm nice. working on that and finishing that up. I know I've, I've been saying that for a, a while now, but it's it's coming. It's coming. I'm working on ah, it. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I know, I know exactly how it is when you're working on something and you just want you want to get it right. You want to exactly. make sure you have yeah your facts, your case studies, your your framework is tight and everything. You want it to come exactly. out good. Yeah, exactly. I know what that is. Okay. Yep. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we go? Sure. Just I would encourage folks that are listening, that are watching in to, to uh, you've heard me talk about plan resilience building blueprint. I highly encourage you to implement planning in your, in your life today. Watch the difference it makes in your life. And number two, please connect with me. You can find me on, as we talked about at the beginning, michaelkjackson.com is a website. 
You can find all my uh, social media platforms, connect with me on my different social media platforms from there. I'm most active uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, but I'm on all of them. So feel free to connect, reach out. can be reached at michael at michaelkjackson.com as well. Podcast will, there you have it. Build Back Stronger with Michael K. Jackson. Subscribe to Caribbean Power Lunch at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to or watch your podcast. And with that, Michael K. Thank you, Kevin. And, and Kevin, oh, I, I forgot one thing to mention to the people as well. If you want weekly encouragement from me, I put out a weekly word of encouragement, quick videos. If you want that, when you go to the website, it'll ask you to sign up. Just go ahead and sign up and um, you get weekly encouragement right in your inbox. Fantastic. All right. And with that, Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are out. <laughs>